The Gospel of Luke, chapters 15 through 19 from the 20th century New Testament. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by J. A. Carter, www.authenticlight.org. The Twentieth Century New Testament by a company of about twenty scholars. The Gospel of Luke, chapters fifteen through nineteen. Chapter fifteen. The tax-gatherers and the outcasts were all drawing near to Jesus to listen to him, but the Pharisees and the teachers of the law found fault. This man always welcomes outcasts and takes meals with them, they complained. So Jesus told them this parable. What man among you, who has a hundred sheep and has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine out in the open country and go after the lost sheep till he finds it? And when he has found it, he puts it on his shoulders, rejoicing, and on reaching home he calls his friends and his neighbors together and says, Come and rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. So I tell you, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one outcast that repents than over ninety-nine religious men who have no need to repent. Or again, what woman who has ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Come and rejoice with me, for I have found the coin which I lost. So I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of God's angels over one outcast that repents. Then Jesus continued, A man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me my share of the inheritance. So the father divided the property between them. A few days later the younger son got together all that he had and went away into a distant land, and there he squandered his inheritance by leading a dissolute life. After he had spent all that he had, there was a severe famine through all that country, and he began to be in actual want. So he went and engaged himself to one of the people of that country, who sent him into his fields to tend pigs. He even longed to satisfy his hunger with the bean-pods on which the pigs were feeding, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more bread than they can eat, while here am I starving to death? I will get up and go to my father, and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer fit to be called your son. Make me one of your hired servants. And he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was deeply moved. He ran and threw his arms round his neck and kissed him. Father, the son said, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer fit to be called your son. Make me one of your hired servants. But the father turned to his servants and said, Be quick and fetch a robe, the very best, and put it on him. Give him a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet, and bring the fattened calf and kill it, and let us eat and make merry. For here is my son who was dead and is alive again was lost and is found. So they began making merry. Meanwhile, the elder son was out in the fields. But on coming home, when he got near the house, he heard music and dancing, and he called one of his servants and asked what it all meant. Your brother has come back, the servant told him, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. This made him angry, and he would not go in. But his father came out and begged him to do so. 
No, he said to his father, look at all the years I have been serving you, without ever once disobeying you, and yet you have never given me even a kid, so that I might have a merry-making with my friends. But no sooner has this son of yours come, who has eaten up your property in the company of prostitutes, than you have killed the fattened calf for him. Child, the father answered, you are always with me, and everything that I have is yours. We could but make merry and rejoice, for here is your brother who was dead and is alive, who was lost and is found. Chapter 16 Jesus said to his disciples, There was a rich man who had a steward, and this steward was maliciously accused to him of wasting his estate. So the master called him and said, What is this that I hear about you? Give in your accounts, for you cannot act as steward any longer. What am I to do? the steward asked himself, now that my master is taking the steward's place away from me. I have not strength to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I know what I will do, so that as soon as I am turned out of my stewardship, people may welcome me into their homes. One by one he called up his master's debtors. How much do you owe my master? he asked the first. Four hundred and forty gallons of oil, answered the man. Here is your agreement, he said. Sit down at once and make it two hundred twenty. And you, the steward said to the next, how much do you owe? Seventy quarters of wheat, he replied. Here is your agreement, the steward said. Make it fifty-six. His master complimented this dishonest steward on the shrewdness of his action. And indeed, men of the world are shrewder in dealing with their fellow men than those who have the light. And I say to you, win friends for yourselves with your dishonest money, so that when it comes to an end, there may be a welcome for you into the eternal home. He who is trustworthy in the smallest matter is trustworthy in a great one also, and he who is dishonest in the smallest matter is dishonest in a great one also. So if you have proved untrustworthy with the dishonest money, who will trust you with the true? And if you have proved untrustworthy with what does not belong to us, who will give you what is really your own? No servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate one and love the other, or else he will attach himself to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. All this was said within hearing of the Pharisees, who were lovers of money, and they began to sneer at Jesus. You, said Jesus, are the men who justify themselves before the world, but God can read your hearts, and what is highly esteemed among men may be an abomination in the sight of God. The law and the prophets sufficed until the time of John. Since then, the good news of the kingdom of God has been told, and everybody has been forcing his way into it. It would be easier for the heavens and the earth to disappear than for one stroke of a letter in the law to be lost. Everyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman is an adulterer, and the man who marries a divorced woman is an adulterer. There was once a rich man, who dressed in purple robes and fine linen, and feasted every day in great splendor. Near his gateway there had been laid a beggar named Lazarus, who was covered with sores, and who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table. Even the very dogs came and licked his sores. After a time the beggar died, and was taken by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died, and was buried. In the place of death, he looked up in his torment, and saw Abraham at a distance, and Lazarus at his side. So he called out, 
pity me father abraham and send lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for i am suffering agony in this flame child answered abraham remember that you in your lifetime received what you thought desirable just as lazarus received what was not desirable but now he has his consolation here while you are suffering agony and not only that but between you and us there lies a great chasm so that those who wish to pass from here to you cannot nor can they cross from there to us then father he said i beg you to send lazarus to my father's house for i have five brothers to warn them so that they may not come to this place of torture also they have the writings of moses and the prophets replied abraham let them listen to them but father abraham he urged if someone from the dead were to go to them they would repent if they do not listen to moses and the prophets answered abraham they will not be persuaded even if someone were to rise from the dead chapter seventeen jesus said to his disciples it is inevitable that there should be snares yet alas for him who is answerable for them it would be good for him if he had been flung into the sea with a millstone round his neck rather than that he should prove a snare to even one of these lowly ones be on your guard if your brother does wrong reprove him but if he repents forgive him even if he wrongs you seven times a day but turns to you every time and then says i am sorry you must forgive him give us more faith said the apostles to the master but the master said if your faith were only like a mustard seed you could say to this mulberry tree be uprooted and planted in the sea and it would obey you which of you if he had a servant ploughing or tending the sheep would say to him when he came in from the fields come at once and take your place at table instead of saying prepare my dinner and then make yourself ready and wait on me while i am eating and drinking and after that you shall eat and drink yourself does he feel grateful to his servant for doing what he is told and so with you when you have done all that you have been told still say we are but useless servants we have done no more than we ought to have done on the way to jerusalem jesus passed between samaria and galilee as he was entering a village ten lepers met him standing still some distance off they called out loudly jesus sir pity us when jesus saw them he said go and show yourselves to the priests and as they were on their way they were made clean one of them finding he was cured came back praising god loudly and threw himself on his face at jesus's feet thanking him for what he had done and this man was a samaritan were not all the ten made clean exclaimed jesus but the nine where are they were there none to come back and praise god except this foreigner get up he said to him and go on your way your faith has delivered you being once asked by the pharisees when the kingdom of god was to come jesus answered the kingdom of god does not come in a way that admits of observation nor will people say look here it is or there it is for the kingdom of god is within you the day will come he said to his disciples when you will long to see but one of the days of the son of man and will not see it people will say to you there he is or here he is do not go and follow them for just as lightning will lighten and flare from one side of the heavens to the other so will it be with the son of man 
but first he must undergo much suffering and he must be rejected by the present generation as it was in the days of noah so will it be again in the days of the son of man they were eating and drinking and marrying and being married up to the very day on which noah entered the ark and then the flood came and destroyed them all so too in the days of lot people were eating drinking buying selling planting building but on the very day on which lot came out of sodom it rained fire and sulphur from the skies and destroyed them all it will be the same on the day on which the son of man reveals himself on that day if a man is on his housetop and his goods in the house he must not go down to get them nor again must one on the farm turn back remember lot's wife whoever is eager to get the most out of this life will lose it but whoever will lose it shall preserve it on that night i tell you of two men upon the same bed one will be taken and the other left of two women grinding together one will be taken and the other left where will it be master interposed the disciples where there is a body said jesus there will the vultures flock chapter eighteen jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and never despair there was he said in a certain town a judge who had no fear of god nor regard for man in the same town there was a widow who went to him again and again and said grant me justice against my opponent for a time the judge refused but afterwards he said to himself although i am without fear of god or regard for man yet as this widow is so troublesome i will grant her justice and stop her from plaguing me with her endless visits then the master added listen to what this iniquitous judge says and god will not he see that his own people who cry to him night and day have justice done them though he holds his hand he will i tell you have justice done them and that soon yet when the son of man comes will he find faith on the earth another time speaking to people who were satisfied that they were religious and who regarded everyone else with scorn jesus told this parable two men went up into the temple courts to pray one was a pharisee and the other a tax-gatherer the pharisee stood forward and began praying to himself in this way o god i thank thee that i am not like other men thieves rogues adulterers or even like this tax-gatherer i fast twice a week and give a tenth of everything i get to god meanwhile the tax-gatherer stood at a distance not venturing even to raise his eyes to heaven but he kept striking his breast and saying o god have mercy on me a sinner this man i tell you went home pardoned rather than the other for every one who exalts himself will be humbled while every one who humbles himself shall be exalted some of the people were bringing even their babies to jesus for him to touch them but when the disciples saw it they began to find fault with those who had brought them jesus however called the little children to him let the little children come to me he said and do not hinder them for it is to the childlike that the kingdom of god belongs i tell you unless a man receives the kingdom of god like a child he will not enter it at all and one of the presidents asked jesus this question good teacher what must i do if i am to gain immortal life why do you call me good answered jesus no one is good but god you know the commandments 
Do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not say what is false about others. Honor your father and your mother. I have observed all these, he replied, from childhood. Hearing this, Jesus said to him, There is one thing still lacking in you. Sell everything that you have, and distribute it to the poor, and you shall have wealth in heaven. Then come and follow me. But the man became greatly distressed on hearing this, for he was extremely rich. Seeing this, Jesus said to his disciples, How hard it is for men of wealth to enter the kingdom of God! It is easier indeed for a camel to get through a needle's eye than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Then who can be saved? asked those who heard this. But Jesus said, What is impossible with men is possible with God. But we, said Peter, we left what belonged to us and followed you. I tell you, he answered, that there is no one who has left house or wife or brothers or parents or children on account of the kingdom of God, who will not receive many times as much in the present and in the age that is coming, immortal life. Gathering the twelve round him, Jesus said to them, Listen, we are going up to Jerusalem, and there everything that is written in the prophets will be done to the Son of Man. For he will be given up to the Gentiles, mocked, insulted, and spat upon. They will scourge him, and then put him to death. And on the third day he will rise again. The apostles did not comprehend any of this. His meaning was unintelligible to them, and they did not understand what he was saying. As Jesus was getting near Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. Hearing a crowd going by, the man asked what was the matter, and when people told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing, he shouted out, Jesus, son of David, take pity on me. Those who were in front kept telling him to be quiet, but he continued to call out the louder, Son of David, take pity on me. Then Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. And when he had come close to him, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Master, he said, I want to recover my sight. And Jesus said, Recover your sight. Your faith has delivered you. Instantly he recovered his sight and began to follow Jesus, praising God. And all the people on seeing it gave glory to God. Chapter 19 Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there, known by the name of Zacchaeus, who was a commissioner of taxes and a rich man. He tried to see what Jesus was like, but being short, he was unable to do so because of the crowd. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a mulberry tree to see Jesus, for he knew that he must pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, be quick and come down, for I must stop at your house today. So Zacchaeus got down quickly and joyfully welcomed him. On seeing this, everyone began to complain. He has gone to stay with a man who is an outcast. But Zacchaeus stood forward and said to the master, Listen, master, I will give half my property to the poor, and if I have defrauded any one of anything, I will give him back four times as much. Salvation has come to this house today, answered Jesus, for even this man is a son of Abraham. The Son of Man has come to search for those who are lost and to save them. As the people were listening to this, Jesus went on to tell them a parable. He did so because he was near Jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom of God was going to be proclaimed at once. 
He said, A nobleman once went to a distant country to receive his appointment to a kingdom, and then return. He called ten of his servants, and gave them ten pounds each, and told them to trade with them during his absence. But his subjects hated him, and sent envoys after him to say, We will not have this man as our king. On his return, after having been appointed king, he directed that the servants to whom he had given his money should be summoned, so that he might learn what amount of trade they had done. The first came up and said, Sir, your ten pounds have made a hundred. Well done, good servant, exclaimed the master. As you have proved trustworthy in a very small matter, I appoint you governor over ten towns. Then the second came and said, Your ten pounds, sir, have produced fifty. So the master said to him, And you, I appoint over five towns. Another servant also came and said, Sir, here are your ten pounds. I have kept them put away in a handkerchief, for I was afraid of you, because you are a stern man. You take what you have not planted, and reap what you have not sown. The master answered, Out of your own mouth I judge you, you worthless servant. You knew that I am a stern man, that I take what I have not planted, and reap what I have not sown? Then why did you not put my money into a bank? And I, on my return, could have claimed it with interest. Take away from him the ten pounds, he said, to those standing by, and give them to the one who has the hundred. But, sir, they interposed, he has a hundred pounds already. I tell you, he answered, that to him who has, more will be given. But from him who has nothing, even what he has will be taken away. But as for my enemies, these men who would not have me as their king, bring them here and put them to death in my presence. After saying this, Jesus went on in front, going up to Jerusalem. It was when Jesus had almost reached Bethphage and Bethany, near the Mount of Olives, that he sent on two of the disciples. Go to the village facing us, he said, and when you get there you will find a foal tethered, which no one has yet ridden. Untie it and lead it here. And if anybody asks you why are you untying it, you are to say this, The Master wants it. So the two who were sent went and found it as Jesus had told them. While they were untying the foal, the owners asked them, Why are you untying the foal? And the two disciples answered, The Master wants it. Then they led it back to Jesus, and threw their cloaks on the foal, and put Jesus upon it. As he went along, the people kept spreading their cloaks in the road. When he had almost reached the place where the road led down the Mount of Olives, every one of the many disciples began in their joy to praise God loudly for all the miracles that they had seen. Blessed is he who comes, our King, in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven, and glory on high. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, reprove your disciples. But Jesus answered, I tell you that if these men are silent, the very stones will call out. When he drew near, on seeing the city, he wept over it, and said, Would that you had known, while yet there was time, even you, the things that make for peace. But now they have been hidden from your sight, for a time is coming upon you when your enemies will surround you with earthworks and encircle you, and hem you in on all sides. They will trample you down and your children within you, and they will not leave in you one stone upon another, because you did not know the time of your visitation. Jesus went into the temple courts, and began to drive out those who were selling, saying as he did so, Scripture says, My house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. Jesus continued to teach each day in the temple courts, but the chief priests and teachers of the law were eager to take his life, 
and so also were the leading men. Yet they could not see what to do, for the people all hung upon his words. End of chapters 15 through 19